Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Pastor Joel Sutherland, and I am really excited that you've decided to join us today for another episode. This is actually the second episode, the second part of the story of Daniel. Today, Dr. Henderson and I spend some time talking about Daniel chapter 2. Now, this chapter is so long that we ended up having to break it up into two sections. So this is actually the first part of Daniel 2. But as we go through this prophecy, and and if you're familiar with it, you'll know what I'm talking about. This prophecy is so incredible because it really helps validate the Bible and validate the history that the Bible has. You know, if it, it really goes through the kingdoms all the way up to the great kingdom that God himself will set up in the future. So we actually don't get into the prophecy in today's episode. Um, we, we deal with all the backstory, the beginning part of Daniel 2, which is an incredible story in itself. And it just shows the faith and the trust that, that Daniel and, and his three friends had in the God of heaven. Now, if you remember where we left off, they were made wise men of Babylon. But when we pick up the story here, they're still kind of on the outside. They weren't necessarily called in for every situation um, like some of the other wise men were. But they are put into a place where God really has to reveal himself. It's kind of a showdown between God and the other wise men and the other gods of Babylon because where the other gods fail, the God of heaven, the God of Daniel and his three friends, the God of you and me ends up coming through and showing his glory and power. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as we begin Daniel chapter two. Daniel was an Israelite in in the Bible, and he was taken captive by King Nebuchadnezzar of the of the Babylonian Empire. And we kind of saw his his faith and trust in God that was demonstrated in a decision that he made about diet, something that he was faced with right away. And he chose to trust in God and to follow the the beliefs that he had. And God ended up blessing him for that and made him 10 times wiser than the wisest men in Babylon by the end of the chapter. So very inspiring story and uh, one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Um, So today we're going to start the next section of his life, which is Daniel chapter 2. I'm going to read, first of all, the 21st verse of Daniel 1, which uh, takes us into chapter 2 then. It says, Daniel served in Babylon as a member of the royal court until Cyrus the Persian conquered Babylon. Now, that was many years. Yeah. And uh, he was still a, a young man when all of this transpired that went on in chapter 1. Yeah, yeah. And so almost immediately after that, when he proved to Nebuchadnezzar how much greater ability they had, and he he praised God for that ability, mm-hmm. uh, that Nebuchadnezzar recognized what he had here, and he made them uh, royalty, actually, yeah. In, yeah. in his kingdom. 
Yeah, he really did. And and not only, I mean, ver, the chapter one says, you know, he continued in the Babylonian court until Cyrus conquered, but that didn't end his right. time in the court. He ended up transitioning into the Medo-Persian Medo Empire, Persian Empire and, right. uh, and served there as well. And in fact, by the end of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Daniel was actually the prime minister right. of the empire of Babylon, which is just um, unimaginable right. to think about how... That's why I like Joseph's story, too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because it was, it was very similar. It ended up right. you know, being second in command. Right. So we, we, we need to do that. We need to do that series next. Right. Um, and, and another thing I want to mention is, you know, and, and we kind of, as we go through this story in Daniel 2, um, we kind of get this feeling, or I think a lot of people are tempted to think that the wise men of Babylon aren't very smart. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and as we see, you know, at the end of Daniel one, that, you know, Daniel and his, and his friends are 10 times wiser than they are. You know, we're like, well, they weren't very smart to begin with, but these were actually very intelligent people. Oh, and, yes. and a lot of what we base things on today were developed by these men, you know, such as mathematics, you know, the zero was invented by the Babylonians, the, um, the entire, um, Basically, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about this as we get into chapter three as well, but six was an important number in their system. And uh, the entire idea that we have 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, um, we have 360 degrees in a circle. All of these things were developed by the Babylonian wise men. And so these were not unintelligent people. No, no. They, were, they were brilliant. And yet Daniel and his friends came out 10, ten times, times wiser. wiser. So it's, it's incredible to think about. But because of that, there was some jealousy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the other wise men didn't really like being you know, a tenth of the, uh, the, the wisdom of, of Daniel. And, and this kind of played out in the story because Nebuchadnezzar ends up having a dream. And when he wakes up, he can't remember what that dream was. Right. And so he calls in all of his wise men. But who somehow didn't get the message? Daniel and his friends, right? Right. <laughs> so, right. Somehow or other, they were not accessible for some... <laughs> I don't know why, uh, that they didn't get the message that uh, he had decided he was going to get rid of all these guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So somehow... Somehow all the all the wise men come in except for Daniel and his friends and whether that was some sort of, you know, maybe they were trying to exclude him because they were like, you know, well, we're going to solve this on our own and get back in the good graces of, of the king, maybe. Um, who knows? But Nebuchadnezzar ends up asking something of the wise men that no other king had asked. Right. What, what was it that he was asking for? Tell me what my dream was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just seems like an impossible question, doesn't yeah, it? <laughs> right. Because if, if I tell you wrong, you're going to at least know that it wasn't right. Yeah. But how am I to know what you dream? Right. And King, if you can't remember it, well, how can you ask us to remember a dream that <laughs> you can't remember? Exactly. But it was a dream that bothered him enough. There was something about it that really uh, disturbed him. Yeah. 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 I think it was interesting in verse 1 of chapter 2, something I hadn't thought of, it just hadn't dawned on me, but it says, Nebuchadnezzar, well, following his inaugural year, Nebuchadnezzar had reigned for two full years when he had this dream 
with a number of scenes that really troubled him. I didn't realize that it was that early in Nebuchadnezzar's reign that this happened, that he had already conquered the Israelites and uh, and then had this two-year reign that uh, then God finally gave him this special dream. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was early. Was that early in his career? Yeah, his and career. I and I don't know much, or I, I I probably should study a little bit more about when he, you know, what made him attack the Israelites. I don't know if this yeah. was something his father had had begun, and he kind of ended up taking over. You know, yeah. and when his father passed away, that's I think probably what happened. Because um, yeah. it was, I mean, this this siege and Daniel and his friends taken happened right at the very beginning of his of his reign. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it Daniel was really a part of his life for his entire yeah you know, kingdom his reign. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you a question because I've got this in the back of my mind somewhere. But where is the area now where? Nebuchadnezzar was reigning uh, over Babylon. Where is that in our uh, geography today? So it's in Iraq. It's in the Middle East. And so it's, I believe it's like just a few miles outside of Baghdad. Um, that's, what what I, I, that's what I've been told anyway. Yeah, yeah. And remember Saddam Hussein actually back in the, uh, I don't know, was it 90s? He began um, trying to rebuild Babylon there for a little bit. And yeah. so we have the Ishtar Gate, I believe, that he rebuilt, and it's now in the um, the Berlin Museum. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but it's it's there in Iraq. It's right, very yeah, troubled area very, of the world. Yeah, it's a very current uh, country. Yeah, as far as world history is concerned. Yeah, yeah, and and it's incredible because there's actually another prophecy in the Bible that says Babylon will never be rebuilt, and and you know so far. It hasn't, even right. though several have tried to rebuild Babylon. Right. right. Um, but back in the day, it was a, well. Nebuchadnezzar really was the one who built up Babylon. Um, up until this point, they were kind of just this small. They'd come out of the Assyrian Empire to some extent, and they ended up just really building a world empire. Nebuchadnezzar was the one, to, the one who uh, who did that. And it's it's fascinating. We, my wife and I, for our um, honeymoon, we were in Europe and in the British Museum there in London. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually see bricks from Babylon that are sitting there, and they have Nebuchadnezzar's name stamped in them. Oh. He he was very proud of what he did, and every single brick that was laid during his reign had his name in it. And so we have yeah. thousands upon thousands of bricks with Nebuchadnezzar's name in yeah. it, you know, as he re- as he built up Babylon in this well, that's empire. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So so just a very powerful king, but he has anger issues. Yeah. <laughs> so the the wise men can't tell him what he dreamed, and so he ends up thre- you know, basically giving the command to kill everyone. Right. Um and even though Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were not there, the order still applied to them. Still applied to them, right. And so they find out about this dream when the guard knocks on their door to take them to their execution. Right. (laughs) He said, wait a minute. (laughs) But again, we have, you know, God protecting them. Intervene. And Daniel must have had 
some sort of relationship with this guard, um, which was actually the captain of the of the guard that that came to to his house. Which means that probably there was some kind of a relationship there because and the captain of the guard doesn't just show up to anybody's house. You know, he he must have been coming as a friend. Yeah. Um, and told Daniel about this, and so Daniel asks, "Let me go in before the king, and 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 let me talk to him." And yeah. and he does, and he asks right. for time. Right, right. And Nebuchadnezzar, I don't know how much contact he's had with Daniel since uh, the very first chapter, but mm-hmm. uh, Nebuchadnezzar remembered who he was. Yes, <laughs> and he uh, he honored that request because he knew so well how uh, powerful uh, powerfully wise Daniel was and of course Daniel corrected him that it was not his wisdom it was the Lord's yes, but, yeah. but he he honored Daniel in his request because yeah. of that yeah and Daniel basically said you know don't kill any of the wise men yet yeah. you know, give me time and uh, and he went back home and the first thing he did was he called a prayer meeting right he uh, he got together with his with his friends and and they really just asked God for for wisdom right. and and to get. He asked them to fast and pray. Yeah. And how many days did it take before the God answered him? Just that night. <laughs> <laughs> that, that night, Daniel goes. Right. And th- this is what really shows me Daniel's faith because. You know, if if I was in that situation, I don't know if I could have slept. You know, I would have probably gone to bed and just been tossing and turning and, yeah. and just trying to come up with a solution and thinking. But yeah. Daniel had to have been asleep to get this dream. To get it, you're right. And so he he fully trusted God, and he went to bed, went yeah. to sleep, and it was there while he was sleeping that that God ended up showing him the exact dream, exact dream. that Nebuchadnezzar had, had, and the interpretation. Yes, yes, and that was. The- the important thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because not, you know, Nebuchadnezzar wasn't just looking for the dream. He was he was looking for the dream and the interpretation. Right. And God was the one who ended up being the one who had sent him the dream right. to begin with and orchestrated all of this to to really glorify himself as well as, as, as I think, glorify. Um, kind of recognize Daniel a little bit and, and and bring honor to Daniel as his servant. Um, and so when, when they wake up, they have this praise session there at verses 20 through 23 of, of Daniel 2, where they're just really, you know, blessing the God of heaven and, and magnifying him and, and admitting that he is a God who, you know, reveals secrets and who, you know, sets up kings and takes down kings and, you know, a God who's really in control of everything. And then he goes and finds the guard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and this this always this always cracks me up because he finds Arioch, the captain of the king's guards, and you know they go in before the king, and then what does Arioch do there in verse um, verse twenty five? So Arioch hurried to Daniel to the king and said, "Your Majesty, I have found someone among the Jewish court slaves." Who claims he can tell the king his dream and interpret it for him? <laughs> so Ariok sees his moment of opportunity, right, yeah. and decides he's going to take some glory for himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have found this man, right. um, and and when you know, and then he brings Daniel in, and, and Nebuchadnezzar asks this question. You alluded to this earlier. Um, you know, he says, "Are you able?" 
to make known to me the dream? Are you able to show me show me the interpretation? And what's Daniel's response? No, I can't. Yeah. No, <laughs> I can't. He, I, I'm sure he didn't have much of a pause after that, though. I'm pretty sure he followed right. that up with something yeah. pretty fast. Right. <laughs> Verse 28, but there is a God in heaven who can reveal anything and explain any mysteries which trouble the king. Doesn't that story just inspire your faith? I mean, just thinking about these Hebrew boys in a foreign country, their lives are in danger, and yet they still honor and glorify and trust the God of heaven. I mean, here Daniel is in front of the ruler of the empire, admitting that he can't, he cannot interpret this dream. He does follow it up with, there is a God in heaven who interprets dreams. And it's just, it just boggles my mind how faithful they really were. Next week, we're going to have part two of Daniel chapter two. And so this is part three in our series on the life of Daniel. And we're going to pick up right where we left off here. What happens next? There is a God in heaven who does reveal secrets. And what is the secret that has been revealed to Nebuchadnezzar? And really to us, to the rest of the world, all the way down to the end of time. Here is a sample of next week's conversation with Dr. Henderson about this dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. That's when the God of heaven will set up his kingdom. He will destroy all the kingdoms of the world, but God's kingdom will never be conquered or destroyed. It will stand forever. Mm, Wow. And that's the kingdom that's coming very soon. We're down in the toenails of this image. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. I just don't see the way things are going right now in this world. That God can let it go on a whole lot longer. No, no. I can't wait for you to hear that conversation next week with Dr. Henderson as he and I discuss what happens next in the story of Daniel. In the meantime, you can find us online, storiesoffaithandhope.com. All of our previous episodes are up there. Um, You can find us on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, search for Stories of Faith and Hope, and uh, give us a five-star rating. Make sure you subscribe so that these show up in your inbox. And also, we are on Facebook at Faith and Hope Radio. Music was provided by Dexter Britton. And I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, have faith and hope.